Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended. Welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in the classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of the I Know What Urban Legend You Did Last Summer series is Alexander Chad. Hello. Christina Masterson. Hello. Ooh. That was like a scream hello. Insanity is setting. <laughs> Guys, here we are to begin. Well, we're sort of midway, but also the beginning of a new era. Because we have moved into urban legend movies connected only by time period, actors, producers. Things like that. Uh, 1998, the same year as I still know what you did last summer. This one gets a 5.5 out of 10, which is decent, but quite low. Yeah, that's pretty low. Uh, there's a weird bracket on IMDb where things are kind of like most things from six and above. That's actually pretty good. Seven is actually like really, really good. Eight and nine and ten over time don't really happen. Like it doesn't really sustain. Oh, okay. Because okay, all you I need see. are a few people to give you ones out of tens or twos out of ten and it drives your whole average down, I you know? See. Yeah. But 5.5 is still a little low. But before we get into everything, if you're new to us, hello, welcome, head on out to wearegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com, where you can patch on out to all of our social medias, you can also listen to all of our previous shows, of which we've done at least two, is that correct? Yes. Yes. At least two series. You can listen to us three if you enjoy just our particular fantastic dynamic of chemistry on uh, <laughs> something else, what else have we done? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Scream. Mm-hmm. Scream. There you go, that's it. Those two. Trifecta. still know. Both of these clowns have been on many other shows as well, so <laughs> search them out. We're soon going to have on a new website. You'll actually be able to search by um, by podcast host as well. Ooh. So if you're just like, you know what? I, just I like love Christina. Alex. I only want to hear Christina's voice. And, and maybe we'll have a mute one. It's like, oh, I never want to hear another Christina podcast. And you just block it out <laughs> and don't worry about it. Whatever. I deserved it. We do, you can also email us through weirdgeeks.com or by typing in mail at weirdgeeks.com and hopefully it'll get to us we had some problems with that uh we'll, we'll let you know and if it doesn't tweet at us guys 1998 i remember this year very well we covered it obviously the other week on i still know what you did last summer so you know what i'm actually gonna say we don't need to do the opening things because we did them two weeks ago it's true it'll be exactly the same so same box office if you really want to hear the films. box office you really want to hear what horror films came out in 1998 and you are listening to these like this is your first one i apologize normally we always cover it I'll be honest, we're a little pressed for time today. <laughs> so, any way to cut a corner, great. I'll just say this. The number one film of 98 is Armageddon. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Oh, yeah. And like we said, it's still not what you did last time came out. Slasher films were in a mini boom. Not, not near as big as I think people think they are, but a little tiny boom. 
And into that fray, we get Urban Legend, directed by Jamie Blanks, who would go on to do another slasher film that we will cover when we get to tidying up all those loose ends, called Valentine. Ooh, Remember that one? No. That no. Uh, oh, actually, I think I do. What's the name of the guy who played Angel in Buffy? Oh, uh, I Angel. loved him. He's in it. This guy also directed Storm Warning and Long Weekend. I've seen both of them. They were meh, fine. Written by Silvio Horta. This was the, his first script. Uh, he went on to write a lot of Ugly Betty and I think was a oh, co-creator wow. of Ugly Betty. Oh. Interesting leap. Yeah. It was written really well. Yeah, well, spoilers. Spoilers. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> I'm just excited. Producer Neil H. Moritz and many others. So I'm picking him out purely because he's one of loads of them that he did. I know what he did last summer and I still know what he did last summer. So that's kind of the carry through is him. DP'd by James Chrysanthus. I'm not sure. Uh, done lots and lots of stuff, but including a lot of the Ghost Whisperer and the client uh, list. So, likes working with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ah, oh, so many links so connecting many links. all these universes. Wait, though, Alex, I hear you say, but what about the music in this movie? Who did the music? So, this was a period of time where I listened to a lot of horror scores, which now it's like, that's a weird thing to do. Uh, <laughs> but this guy, Christopher Young, oh boy, he's a bit of horror royalty. He did The Dorm That Dripped Blood from the 80s. I mean, he's done loads, but I'm just going to highlight some here. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh, this had a bit of a nightmare vibe. He created the Hellraiser theme, which is a phenomenal theme. Ooh. We say a lot about those movies, but the theme is brilliant. Did The Fly 2. Did Species. Do you remember Hard Rain with Christian, uh, Christopher, Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman, I think? Yeah. Rounders. Entrapment. Mm. The Hurricane. Swordfish. The Core. The Grudge. Ghost Rider. Wow. Spider-Man 3. Drag Me to Hell. Sinister. And just last month, Pet Cemetery. Spider-Man 3. The best <laughs> yeah. of the Spider-Mans. The greatest Spidey movie. So this, this guy, Christopher Young, he's a serious deal. I used to collect quite a lot of his scores just back in the late 90s. He was a good guy. Starring Jared Leto as Paul Gardner. No need to introduce him. He is, of course, Jordan Catalano from the greatest TV show of all time, My So-Called Life. I'll also say that Jared Leto hasn't aged. He looks exactly the same. The same? Yeah, he, he, is the he greatest has aged really well. <laughs> he's the greatest... <laughs> Joker of all. Couldn't even get through that sentence. And yeah. he quite famously claims it takes half a minute to get to Mars. Yeah, that's true. Alicia Witt as Natalie Simon from Four Rooms, Sybil, Law and Order, Friday Night Lights, Justified, Nashville. Loads yeah, she's things. on a bunch of things. She acts. She is busy. She's working. I'm going to call her because they don't say her name for quite a while in this movie. Uh, like, honestly, I didn't notice it at any point. I am bad with names. I just had it written down as Final Girl for most of yeah. the movie. Rebecca Gayhart as Brenda Yay. Bates. I had it written down as Curly Hair. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. Nine no two one zero Scream Two. Guys, that's remember right. That? Yeah. Part of the frat. Uh, oh no, sorry, the sorority. That's, that's right. trying to bring. I Nev thought Campbell so. In. Yes. From Dust to Dawn Three, and she's in the upcoming ninth film from Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <sighs> but it looks like everyone's in that. Amazing. Yeah. I'm not in it. You both in it? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Rosenbaum as Parkia Riley, who's in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Did you say Parkia? Parkier. <laughs> Is it just Parker? I'm just calling him Lex for this. Yep. Lex Luthor. He's done a lot of DC animated voices and, of course, played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Joshua mm. Jackson as Damon Brooks. Pacey. Many great movies. Mighty Ducks. The Skulls. <laughs> Scream 2. No. Yes. Wait. Is uh, he in a Scream? No. No, he's not in the Scream. He's not Wasn't Tara Reid in one of the Screams? Joshua Jackson is in Scream too. Tara Reid's a pox. Uh, oh, yeah, in- no, you're right. He is. He absolutely is. He's, he's in, in the, the class. class. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. We're just going to call him Pacey. 
Oh, obviously. Tara Reid, Sasha Thomas, one of my favorite actors. Mm. She was American. in everything at this point in time, though. Yeah. She was. Mm-hmm. American Pie, Cruel Intentions, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, would go on to have an illustrious career with the video game adaptation from Uwe Boll, Alone in the Dark. Uh, actually came up a bit again in Scrubs. Did The Crow, Wicked Prayer, which I think is, is that the Edward Furlong one where he's the crow? Oh boy. <laughs> Can you imagine anything worse? And nowadays people know her from Trailer Park Shark and most importantly Sharknado 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I think they did 7. She's in 6 of them, <laughs> as far as I could tell. Oh. And then she's like, you know what? Enough. Mm. Loretta Devine as Reese Wilson. That's the cop. She's been in a million things. Yeah, I was going to write down, but I was like, she's been so many things. That is, she's just one of those people you know from li- lots of little parts. Yeah. Uh, John Neville as Dean Adams is in Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Oh, that's a throwback. Fucking great movie. <laughs> the Fifth Element, The X-Files. He was quite big in that. Uh, Julian Richens is as what's quoted as the weird janitor. <laughs> He's Love in. a weird janitor. Orphan Black, Kingdom Hospital, Wrong Turn. He's one of the killers in there, so we'll get to him. Cube, great movie. And then, Supernatural, I read it. Yeah. No, well, yeah, fucking everyone's in Supernatural as well. Mm. I, kinda, I was like, I'm not even going to put Supernatural down because literally everybody involved. <laughs> I read this cast is. Uh, Robert Englund. Oh my Freddy God. Freddy himself as Professor William Wexler. Daniel Harris. Who, I take it you guys don't really know Daniel Harris. I recognize her face. Don't really. She became no. famous because in Halloween 4 and 5, she played this kid. Like she was young. She was I don't know, 10 years old or something in those movies. And she gave a great performance that people loved her for. And then since then, she's been a horror sort of mm. icon. Cool. Um, she was in that Hatchet movie we were talking about last week. Mm. She's in the Halloween remakes that Rob Zombie did. She's in this. She's um, a real horror staple. She really is. It's called Tosh in this movie. Natasha Gregson Wagner as Michelle Mancini, named after the great Don Mancini. <laughs> Creator of the great <laughs> Child's Play films. She's been in Buffy, the original movie, not the TV show. Lost Highway, which weirdly we were talking about last week. Uh, High Fidelity, which I like her in High Fidelity a lot. And the 4400 as well. And finally, special appearance from Brad Dourif, Chucky himself. Yes. As a gas station attendant. Very exciting. Oh, that was really mm-hmm. cool. The- I remember when I saw this getting very excited when Robert Englund was, was in the um Yeah, especially when it meant something. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, oh, he just always plays creepy. <laughs> yeah. Budgeted at 14 million of those dollars. Yeah. When we get to the wrap up, we're going to compare all the budgets to these. And I think with Scream as well, just to like look at mm-hmm. which one. Where did that money go? Grossed 72.5 million. However, IMDb says 35 million. So split between two amounts there, I'm not sure. I think 72 worldwide sounds more realistic. To yeah, where's it? Yeah. Uh, I've it? got it here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, how funny you guys keep talking. It came in at 46, 72.5 million. What was that on? That was Urban Legend. No, oh, no, no Box Office Mojo. Yeah, that's where I got 72 from. IMDb says 35. Maybe see the numbers. It beat Bride of Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did this just after doing the voice for Bride of Chucky. It was shot over 53 days in Toronto. It's a fairly, fairly decent shoot. The film was originally planned to be set during winter. But when shooting and location meant that the weather was too warm for that, they just dropped that part of the story. But they'd already developed the killer's costume design. So that's why the killer is wearing a parka for this entire movie. Mm, Maybe that's why they made it rain a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been cool. I really like, but it it was always like, why is he in a parka? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's meant to be snowy. Sarah Michelle Geller was originally going to play Tara Reid's character, Sasha. I I could see that. Yeah. She accepted the role. Uh, but then had to back out due to scheduling conflicts with Buffy. 
Mm. Getting in the way. Jodie Lynn Kiefer, O'Kiefer, was then offered the role of Sasha, but turned it down to take part in H2O Halloween 7 instead. Fantastic movie. Good choice. You think she made the right choice? Well, I don't want to spoil things, but I think everybody knows, much to most people's chagrin, I'm a huge H2O fan. Lots of people aren't. I love it. Um, I think all of us on our, we had a four-person team. We all were big fans of H2O during that. So. We I lost think many so. listeners that day. Everyone, everyone's gone. Tara Reid and Daniel Harris had been actual roommates in real life before shooting the film. What? Mm. Connections. Uh, and then Reese Witherspoon and Melissa Joan Hart both turned down the role of Natalie. So no thank you. Who did? Reese Witherspoon and Melissa Joan Hart. Mm. <laughs> Sabrina. Teenage Sabrina witch. herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, old school Sabrina. Yeah. Now that means something different to people. Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> they shot at the University of Toronto, the same university as Killer Party from 1986 was shot. Yeah. Both films feature a costume party at a fraternity. Both films feature a mass killer and both feature an urban legend about murder at an abandoned dorm. It's also the same university that Joshua Jackson would shoot The Skulls and Gossip. Mm, it's a good, it was a good, uh, good, good university. Backdrop, it? Yeah, it was great. The film has a fictional location called Melbourne, New Hampshire, and this is because the director... Is Australian. Thank you. One of yours, Alex. Yeah, g'day. How you going? <laughs> Do you know him? Yeah, no. Jamie. Uh, he is from Melbourne, indeed. Yep. How you going? All right. Let's get into this movie, shall we? We really fucking rattled through those facts, didn't we? I'm quite proud of us. It was good. It was good. No, it was good. Yeah. Um, so just to be clear, I have seen this one many, many, many times. Alex? Uh, I haven't seen it probably since it came out, which I said in one of the last podcasts I saw as a triple bill. Ago. Uh, with um, I still know what you did last summer. Oh, this and I can't remember film. what the what the third film was. I wish you could remember. I'd love to know. Yeah, but I remember going away from that, and the one that I remembered the most was I still know what you did last summer. That was the one where I was like, well, it's Black, Black, and yeah. <laughs> uh, um, was it so the I faculty? didn't really. That would have been there, maybe. But yeah, so I don't remember much about this. But as we were watching it today, it all started flooding back. Yeah, same with me. I. Must have watched it because there was certain scenes that I slightly remembered. So, okay. must have watched it. You got like right to the last scene. You're like, oh, now I remember this. Yeah, movie. really. It was only the last scene. I was like, oh, yeah. I did that once with Katie when we first met to watch uh, The Usual Suspects. She was like, I've never seen it. I was like, how have you never seen The Usual Suspects? Like, I've never seen it. We watched the whole movie. And then just as the twist started happening at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. So we start with a cool piano score from Christopher Young, top-down rain shot with title already, guys. I mean, for starters, obviously, much bigger budget, but this is looking more hopeful than Whoa, so last much week's. more hopeful. Oh my gosh, a whole new world. Yeah, and I was like loving the score, and then you were like, I love this score. I used to listen to it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's nice been making off footage on the Blu-ray of, of Christopher Young and the first time he's playing the score to the director. And you see him like just on his piano in the studio playing it and turning around. And it's, like, it's really nice. Oh, that's cool. So we open on a girl driving. This is Michelle Mancini listening to Under the Covers with Sasha, radio station of University Pemble, Pemble, was it Pendleton? Mm-hmm, yeah. Pendleton. So we're introducing quite a lot straight away. Some you recognize the voice on the radio right away? Yeah, Christina. I did. Surprise, surprise. That's the annoying voice of Tara Reid. <laughs> I don't think it's annoying. I hate her. <laughs> they changed the opening car here, by the way, from Rude. a Land Rover to a Ford Expedition when the filmmakers discovered that they couldn't swing an axe inside a Land Rover. Ah. Interesting. They just had to get the biggest car they could at the time. Um, so don't worry. If you're worried about this coming true, your killer's probably going to embed the axe in the side of the car yeah. rather than in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they, they just, just have to prod you. Or they just <laughs> use a knife. Yeah, a knife through the back would be better just anyway, wouldn't it? 
slit your throat or do what Chucky did and use a plastic bag. Yeah. Um, I really liked her bad singing. Oh, yeah. I like her bad singing. Yeah. She's singing. What's, what's that song? Oh, God. I can't even remember. <laughs> remember but it's the song everybody loves to sing. Oh. Now I need you more than ever. Na, 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 na. Is it that song? I said I liked her bad singing, not oh, your guys' so bad singing. <laughs> Is that the song there? Yeah. Anyways. Do you know how embarrassing it is that we can't remember who sang that? Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler, there you go. What's the name of the song there? Shh. I remember the artist. <laughs> I, always, I genuinely that song when I hum it it sounds like a meatloaf song to me so I always think it's meatloaf until I hear it and I'm like oh no of course it's Bonnie Tyler so she's driving listen to the song singing away someone's rung in to say that some college girl is she's stealing her roommate's birth control pills and then replacing them with baby aspirin and now her roommate's <laughs> pregnant and she's pissed off because she's got to find another roommate <laughs> so you're setting the scene for terrible people <laughs> total eclipse of the heart oh yeah she nearly crashes while putting in a cassette yeah, it's a uh, total eclipse. She passes a nice public- Do we need to explain to some of our younger listeners what a cassette is? <laughs> um, I hope not, because my movie's all about cassettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a magical device. Yeah. She passes a nice public gas station. The storm's rolling in. Voodoo clouds. Sorry, they're actually voodoo clouds. That's so this know. could only mean one thing. Chucky's coming. Chucky is coming. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, her tank is nearly empty. Of course, she only realizes it. After she's passed the nice station, because she was so involved with Bonnie Tyler, mm-hmm. as we can all be. So she pulls into a Texas Chainsaw style gas station instead, and I, I loved the the harmonica was like playing during this bit. And then Brad Dourif, so Chucky himself, as in the voice of Chucky, he doesn't literally play the toy doll, but also Oscar-winning actor from One yep. Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Now I've forgotten his character's name from that film. But his character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest that he won the Oscar for was someone who suffered from stuttering. Mm. Well, maybe I'm going to say suffered, I apologize. If not, I have a, whatever. He was a stutterer. They wanted this to be the same character. They actually wanted to call him the same name that he was called in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh. Nest to make this character canon. <laughs> no. Oh. That is wild. But they weren't allowed to, so they didn't. Yeah. But they just got him to do it anyway. Oh, he's so yeah. good. So he's this so is good. Reprising that character. He's great. Yeah. He's excellent. Amazing. Um, I knew he was good. I knew. Oh, you're a good person. We're saying it at the end. You like what I really love about this opening is they're pre- they're forcing or they're presuming that you're going to judge someone on three things: one, their looks; mm-hmm. two, that they have an impediment of some kind; mm-hmm. and three, that he has a, like a, an accent, like he's all like sort of backwards America accent. And they want you as an audience to judge him and think he's going to be the bad guy because of that, and then make you feel shitty for it. Yeah. I love it when films make you judge yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so many times in this film, it's like, it's so close to like knowing that the killer's there. So close to like being saved, but then you're not. Then you're not. So I want to ask you guys though, because I know it so well, it's impossible for me to take it any other way. I do remember being fooled when you first watched this movie that you do think, oh, okay, he's going to, this is just the opening thing. And he's involved somehow, at least with the killers. No. Isn't it? But he looks right in the back of the car. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. There's an explicit shot. And he looks worried. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to remember that. Like, I was trying to kind of go back to how I would have reacted when I first watched that and if I would have been fooled. But yeah, the look is such a giveaway and his response. Yeah. His like immediate kind of reaction. Yeah. That I feel like you're on his side. It's just weird. I don't know if it's just now we're more sophisticated as watchers, either because we're older or because we've seen more films now on horror films. 
But Maybe. I remember people were definitely taken in by it. And I'm like, you would not leave that shot in now because that's too much of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pretends the credit card isn't running. So he gets her to come inside and she's all worried about it. So she gets a pepper, pepper spray. spray. <laughs> Follows him in and then he locks her inside. So she sprays him, smashes the glass, runs back to the car through the rain. It's all like cool music, nicely shot. So lots of top downs. Mm-hmm. And then she drives off as he's screaming after her, but with his stutter. So it's like he doesn't quite get it out in time. That there's someone in the backseat. I love that. I love oh, that. It's so good. Very so cool. Good. He's like fighting to get it out, and then he just like roars out of him. Yeah. But it's <sighs> yeah, too late. It's fucking cool. Chills in the every rain. time. Um, and then you're there like feeling it with him too. Yeah. Like you feel the frustration. Yeah. It's great. Is there an opening kill to I Know What You Did Last Summer? No, no, there's just that. Well, no, not there's, really. There's uh, the boy on the, the yeah, cliff top, so not an and you kind now. of like he hears something, that's and a, then we cut to that's like, these the opening kids. kills are cool. Like, this seems great. Obviously, the first one at Scream is great. Like, yeah, this one's cool because it kind of, um, it sort of for me sits, yeah, right between Scream and I know what you did last summer as far as tone and like the sort of build up is a bit sort of, yeah, longer than, um, yeah, there's no goofiness in this opening scene, yeah, like they're taking it seriously. I love then that she keeps playing the Bonnie Tyler song, but mm-hmm. while the score is being sinister and dramatic mm-hmm. and yeah. the juxtaposition is really cool. And then such a cool shot of just the killer silhouetted in the back. The with reveal with the lightning as he like slowly comes up. Looks great. Super yeah, cool. Yeah, it was great. Great, great fucking opening. Yeah, she gets Everything caught. about it was great. Everything was great. Other Kill than one. as Alex quite rightly pointed out, and it frustrates me every time I watch this movie, as soon as he kills her with the axe, the car would just <laughs> spin yeah. off the road. And instead, it's just sort of driving. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Pendleton University. We're at the radio station that uh, Tara Reid was talking to from before. Tara Reid, some guy with his shirt open for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, like it's, a, it's a sex talk show. And he's technically an extra, isn't he? Because he doesn't even get a line in this film. Who, the like, sound engineer guy? Yeah. He gets killed, though. He does get yeah. got. He gets got. She's tonguing the microphone while talking to a girl called Felicia. Get it? <laughs> yeah. About blowjobs. Get it? Yeah. Here's why we realize, okay, there's a different tone to this movie yeah. than the opening scene. Yeah. We're she gets very graphic. Very graphic <laughs> about spitting and swallowing. Yeah. She we're, did good, though. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's, it's totally appropriate. <laughs> she did. I was like, what would I do? No, no. She, she's, I, I genuinely think, like, when she's on, like, doing the sort of vacant, over-the-top, bubbly, on-the-mic thing, she's actually pretty good at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. Because she can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it comes to actually, like, serious scenes or you know drama or whatever it's like no somebody hates somebody (laughs) (laughs) hey i hate tara reed's acting she's she's really frustrating have you seen tara reed films back then yeah sure i haven't seen any of the recent ones check them out (laughs) (laughs) so we're at some cool hangout spot at the university that i never quite understand what it basically seems to be is it's like the friends coffee shop of this university yeah it's like a very trendy common room there's like a sofa that's their sofa. No one else has ever seen it there. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think like friends are so big at this point that maybe they're like, yeah, we need a cool mm. spot like that where they're all hanging out all the time. Yeah. I loved it. It, it. it like introduced all the characters really easily and in a fun way. And it felt cozy and it felt like you wanted to be a part of that, you know, yeah. group of friends. Yeah. And they're all just different enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, unlike... Um, scream when, when you have that introduction where they are all very different but it's like yeah. it immediately clicks and the dialogue is that sort of classic kevin williamson just very natural and, and sort of really um, moves and bounces off each other this i was like they're not as likable as that group mm-hmm. they're kind of 
dicks, especially the guys. But at the same time, I do like them, and I'm like, these. I kind of do want to hang out with them as well, even yeah. though they're less like. like hanging they're out. They're just with not as lighthearted as the scream characters in the yeah. beginning. You know, these are because that was high school. This is college. Yeah, this is a little bit more. Like, they immediately come off as a bit more kind of cruel and, like... But in a jokey, like, they're obviously mm-hmm. pranking each other a lot, but it's kind of just, like... Well, and again, this is a different writer. This isn't Kevin Williams' film. I mm-hmm. don't think... Like, I think this is a decent script, but I don't think it has that zing to it. The Kevin Williams... And I get... Like, I liked it. I, well, I, I think Kevin Williamson's writing can annoy people, and I get that, but he has a very yeah. clear voice. Yeah, I yeah. don't feel necessarily a clear voice. This feels like someone trying to be Kevin Williamson, and mm, sometimes it yeah. works, and sometimes it doesn't as well. It's never terrible, but... Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I'm not feeling like I'm fine with it. I like this intro with them. It makes sense. I don't think it's to the level of Scream. But yeah, we're introduced to the lead uh, redhead girl who's just final girl, basically. Uh, we've got Parker, who I'm just calling Lex Luthor. He's kind of like cool and a little bit. He's a jokester with Pacey, essentially. Mm-hmm. They're like frat boys, sort of. Yeah. But, but not as jockey. We've got curly haired girl who is basically in love with Jared Leto, who's the news reporter guy who's just sort of hanging around. Very serious about his- <laughs> his It's fucking stupid. His college paper job. I don't want to insult people at Ivy League, because this is meant to be an Ivy League school, I guess. That's how it's kind of framed. Yeah. But I don't want to insult people at these schools and doing these jobs and how importantly to take it. A lot of these people go on to win Pulitzers and stuff like that. Mm. But some of the way he's acting in this yeah. movie, it's like he's- it's like he's fucking uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Zodiac or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like, you're just in a school paper. Calm down, buddy. He, <laughs> he just knows ta- what he wants, man. And he starts yeah. talking about, oh, he's going to get my school Pulitzer. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's not even a Pulitzer. He needs to get his article so he can get a job later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, some people have goals, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I live in LA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Lex is telling a story of an urban legend. He's got a little Jim Carrey vibe in him as well. Like, mm. you do like that. Anywho, like yeah, a yeah. little weird 90s lingo. While Jared Leto's correcting him. But just coming off of the last movie we watched, and when she was telling the legend, oh, the yeah. urban legend story in the Ferris <laughs> yeah, wheel, and then yeah. seeing him tell the <laughs> yeah, urban legend story, yeah. it's just like, that's how it yeah. should be done. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy, the difference. And just seeing it right after each other, ugh. Completely, because there's charisma and there's energy and there's character in there. You can still find all that annoying. And there's purpose, you know? I mean, there's a whole different, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You can't really compare, I know. This one, they are. I still get why people would not like this style of acting, because it's very over the top and cartoonish. But at least least it is a style, like, fulfilled, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, gets through to you. Yeah. We went for dinner with um with a friend of mine who was visiting from the UK a couple of weeks ago, and we were with Shannon, and we got her. He didn't understand. We we're talking about different styles of acting and different acting schools and the ways you can push, you know, different stuff. And he didn't realize there were different styles of acting. So, and Shannon's the only person I'll be this annoying to. And was like, like we, I got him to pick a line, and I said, Shannon, do it like this style. Now do it like this style. Now do it like you know whatever a CW <laughs> awesome. style. And she did it like five times, completely different, just immediately because she just loves that shit. And his mind was blown. And about a week later, he was like talking to me about it. And he was like, I'm still thinking. I didn't realize you could do like <laughs> the same line in so many different f- ways of acting. And that's kind and of- And wait, what he's is an it? actor? No, no, no. Oh. But that's what- <laughs> I want to see Shannon do this. type of acting. Yeah. And I get why people can watch these 90s slash films and be annoyed by this type of acting. Because it is very cute. It's very pop culture-y. But at least here it's- it works. For what yeah, it, is. it works really well. So the story is about some professor who goes from dorm to dorm killing people at a frat party. Uh, sorry, uh, 25 years ago in their college at this building that's now closed down. And they do a frat party every year to commemorate the massacre. 
as you would. But everyone's like, that massacre didn't happen. Yeah. Just an urban legend. Just an urban legend. <laughs> Something I noticed this time is like, Norm, I remembered not liking Lex in this movie because he's a bit of a dick, which he is later for sure. Mm-hmm. And you men are like Jared Leto. Jared Leto's a dick at his opening scene. Like, this guy's just telling a fun story with yeah, his friends. Yeah, he's just like in the background. And Jared's like, uh, no. And then <laughs> just sits down and starts berating him. Yeah. And then gets up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like, he's like, okay, well, you tell us something. He's like, no, I gotta go. Yeah. It's like, he's a real dick. But apparently it's meant to be attractive because a curly haired girl is really into him. Paul. She loves Paul. That's his name. I think it's Jared Leto. <laughs> he nearly got a student Pulitzer. Yeah, sorry. So the two <laughs> girls, I'll just read my notes. So the two girls go to the building that the legend was meant to happen in and then they decide to say Bloody Mary outside, which I don't think has anything to do with the... Is that for any ghost, Bloody Mary? I thought it was a particular ghost. Yeah, I thought... It's, yeah, it's for Bloody Mary. Yeah. But they go there as if they can summon But you're supposed to do that, bed. like, in the bathroom with the lights yeah. off looking at the mirror. Yeah. Like, they're doing Paranormal Activity 3. The best <laughs> oh, Paranormal Activity. Maybe it's 4. It's 3. <laughs> the best is 3, I agree. But I can't remember which one that seems. It's 3. Excellent. Oh, wait, is it? We'll go back. We'll see. Yeah, but anyway, well, for whatever reason, they do Bloody Mary outside the building. A little cringeworthy, to be honest. Curly hair girl doesn't quite finish and as the final girl takes over. And then they hear screams. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Coming from inside, from the inside, house. Mm-hmm. yeah. But no, it's Pacey throwing his voice to yeah. inside the house. over them, inside, no, and then back out. No, I think the screams were coming from inside the house. No, it's Pacey's voice. Like that when was you know supposed to be Pacey? Pacey. No, you can hear it's Pacey. Like yeah. it's a hundred percent. It's it's. Oh, Jefferson. well, it didn't. Well, I don't know. You're just like goofing with them. You're like, <laughs> it's very weird. And also weird is his hair, frosted tips. <laughs> I didn't mind his Not hair. Not even tips. He's frosted. I mean, his uh, hair frost. frost. A bleached. Bleached. That was popular back then. It was. And it is now like, again, actually. See, Dawson's Creek was already out then. So it's pretty crazy that he, he got permission to do that in between. I mean, come on. He seasons. has short hair. I mean, I he probably he, just dyed it brown again. No yeah, biggie. Yeah, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. It's easy for brown. guys. Short yeah. hair. Maybe that's his natural color. He's a gray fox from the age of like 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's he good looks to see him, though. Hilarious. Good I don't know, but him. this scene, I just thought like... When Pacey came in, I just thought, like, they must have had a lot of fun shooting this movie together, all of them. You think so? Because they're all so. Like, involved with other stuff as well. Like, they all know each other. Yeah. Through friends. Like, it felt like real friends. As well, like, I do like the idea of, like, I wish I'd done more of this stuff, where it seems like a family of people mm-hmm. making lots of mm-hmm. slasher movies. Final Girl bumps into the creepy janitor. Poor janitors. They always get a bad yeah. fucking yeah. rep. I know. Like, why can't they just be, like, it's a hard job. Why I like janitors. Wasn't it in Scream that the janitor was called Freddy? Yeah. And he had the sweater or something? Yeah, yeah, it is in Scream 1, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Henry Winkler sees him. Yeah. Hey, Fred. Good job. Uh, It was actually Wes Craven in the jumper. Yeah. Oh, Uh, so many connections. So many. It all fits together. Yeah, her roommate. So, Final Girl's roommate is Daniel Harris, as we were talking about earlier. She's playing an extreme version of a late 90s goth alternate Mm -hmm. heavy metal Everything you can throw at her. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, and she's just like having fucking hardcore like doggy sex as soon as she walks <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so crazy. Would that really happen in a college dorm? <laughs> and I mean, you'd just be like, all right, I'll just put my headphones on. <laughs> yeah, these two would never. Like, I know you get paired up, but you would have swapped by this point. Like these two antagonize each other so much. There's no way that they would still be like living in the same room. But whatever. It sets up a cool kill later. So yeah, Ali just puts in her her headphones and her discman yep. to listen to some, I think it's Junkster. She's listening to some like yeah. chilled music. 
I hope she had a uh, anti-skip disc then. Oh. That room was shaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Alex. Good one. Thank you. Do you remember the nightmare of going for a jog with your fucking discman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very frustrated. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a dork. What? How do you, what did you run with? You don't run. I had like a full like pack thing. I think I, I had a Walkman. CD case. Like going a gyroscope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just keeps yeah. it levels like a steady cam. You just use your Walkman. Sure, but then you graduate to a discman. Yeah, better quality. Whatevs. Then a mini disc, man. <laughs> They're having a lesson from their Professor Freddy about urban legends. So we get When a Stranger Calls, that story is yeah. in there. Cool film. We're painting the curly-haired girl as a little gullible and bubble-headed. Yeah. Sure. So you're really trying to like get her off the track if you're not suspecting her at any point. Mm-hmm. Some weird alarm goes off in Freddy's watch, which I don't understand the relevance of that at all. It's very strange. Yeah. And they kind of, yeah, what was that? I don't know. Did he have it's to take really- his pills or he was like part of it, just like a note for the class? I really don't know. It's very strange. They make a big deal out of it. Um, and then he gets Curly Girl to come on stage for his demonstration. We get an Austin Powers reference. <laughs> yeah. Pacey goes, yeah, baby. Well, it's because she says I'm coming. Yeah. He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck's um, sake. Austin Powers. I do like this scene, though. Yeah, in same. That, like how he kind of sets up the urban with like, I, I like all the Robert Englund stuff, mm-hmm. like how he talks about yeah. it. He calls it contemporary folklore and the reasons why these, these legends exist. It's cool. Like, it's just a cool way to kind of build what's about to happen. It made you feel like you're really in school, in college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he the- was, he's just so good. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know. I mean, like, it's a classic thing since Halloween in 1978 to do a scene when your protagonist is in a small yeah. classroom. They've been taught something that's the relevant metaphor for the mm-hmm. film that you're in. And they just do that on the extreme here where it's like, it's not just a metaphor. This is literally what we're mm-hmm. talking about. And the class is huge. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate it because they map it out for us a lot. He gets Curly Girl to eat some Pop Rocks and then hands her a soda. I remember when I first saw this, we did not have these urban legends like these. Oh, in the UK. really? So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, none of us understood what was going on. <laughs> And then she looks all scared, so Pacey takes a challenge and pretends to die. Classic Pace. Classic Frosty. Yep. He's a bit of a dick. Here's where we meet Campus Cop. I love Campus Cop. I liked Campus Cop. She was great. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, she's just so like. She was well meaning, yeah, an earnest bit. She's just clearly like oh, I not hate a real cop. About it. I hate it. I, she yeah, used to annoy me so much when I was first watching these movies. Really? I wanted like a proper fucking horror film. Then you have these bumbling, idiotic characters that they kept putting them in the nineties. Like yeah. you have one in H two O. You have them in Scream, but at least Dewey. I mean, Dewey's annoying, but he becomes a you know a staple. So. <laughs> yeah, you love him by the end. Yeah. I loved her. Bro, she drives me crazy. She does I fucking nothing. And she's just like goofing around with a Foxy Brown poster the whole time. Would you like her more if she was hitting on the final girl? Like it, I'll always know. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like if they cut it out. It's like, I don't want the cop angle. And if I do, then I want it to be serious. But they always use them as comedy. Mm-hmm. I just she was better than a lot of other cops. She was way better than I still know what you did last summer's cop. Who's the cop in that? I don't remember. The one that didn't that. believe him. Or her. Remember the cop got killed in the alleyway? Yeah. I remember this. I mean, they're all horrible. He was horrible. Yeah, he was horrible. She was good. I'm going to complain for all of them. She was pretty good. (laughs) Are you going to write this wrong one day in uh, any of your future (laughs) films and put a a good Uh, cop or a cop that you like? Yeah, they're just like, they would be serious. Like, you had good ones in the 80s. It was just really a 90s thing forward. Like, I don't don't know why. And it always has to be like some, some like, it's normally like you have hip hop stars and you have like, 
different just sort of semi-celebrity people in the role and you know they're not going to die then as well they're just going to like get shot a bunch and then they're still alive in the final scene somehow mm. or just mm. the throwaway line of dialogue like we get here where he's like oh she's fine don't worry yeah it's just oh it really annoys me doesn't like her okay <laughs> really don't you used to ruin the movie for me <laughs> this time i was like she doesn't ruin it but uh, yeah every time we cut to her i'm like i don't care about this okay okay <laughs> <laughs> he has some strong feelings in this movie. <laughs> and it's a wrap, guys. <laughs> Slasher films, it used to be my life. Like, I couldn't tell you how passionate I was about these films. So I'd watch them again oh, and again. And we again get it. Again we again. get it. <laughs> so, as soon as you add in go- goofy comedy, I'm just like, no. So, yeah, the news from the girl from the opening scene, we're finding out she went to the same school. Oh, wait. So, he does the urban legends and he says they're not true. Robert Anglin does mm-hmm. this. And he says, you all know this boy? And he shows, like, some kid that was on a commercial or something. And they're like, yeah, yeah, he died, blah, blah, blah. However he died. No, he didn't die from the Pop Rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he's like, he didn't. And he didn't. And then he shows, he's like, here's a photo of him. He's now a banker in New York or something. And I was like, how did he get a photo of this adult kid? (laughs) now you could do. But this is free Facebook. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So the dean's all pissed with Jared Jared Leto for his over the top news piece, and they have this ridiculous like scene with them out in the courtyard with all of the students listening as they kind of fight like like the like a mayor and a news reporter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like this big sort of fucking mm-hmm. thing because Jared's trying to say that there's a killer on campus. Like that's his story. Let's not forget that because later on he's very adamant there isn't a killer on campus. Mm. And then final girls pissed at Jared. That's true. Like that's his whole angle. Yeah. He's been a dick about it because he wants to sell papers and he's like going with there's a killer again. Mm. Uh, so she's pissed at Jared for using the death of this girl, but we don't understand why yet, why she's quite so upset. She's just sensitive. Yeah. It's not the case. She has ulterior motives. Tara Reed, and she's now hanging out with our cool group and she's, we're learning she's dating, I guess, the Lex Jim Carrey Lex Luthor. Jim Carrey Lex Luthor. <laughs> and we're learning final girl's roommate. She's on lithium. So she's having a fun time. And she's using the internet. So I love that. Like when you used to have like plug in a different line for when you wanted yep. the phone or when you wanted your dial up internet. Mm-hmm. This is pretty funny. Kids listening, you won't appreciate it. But you yeah. pick up your home phone and you just hear. Because someone was on that internet. Oh, I hated that. And then my uh, my dad got two lines and then it was. It was a porn all the time. <laughs> yeah. Slow loading porn. <laughs> so here's where we learn that Final Girl used to be friends with Michelle. Mancini from the opening scene. They were team captains in the cheerleading squad they were. in high school. Back in the day. Yeah. So Pacey comes to check on her because she's all upset and then decides, you know what? Perfect time to try to get laid. Yeah. Oh, horrible. So he's like, look, I'm a good listener. Come with me. We'll talk this out. Takes her to the woods. <laughs> Let's drive. How? God knows how many miles to horrible. some dark wood. What did she think he's doing? I know, mm. but at least they did it well. Oh, before that, the at little Dawson's Creek well. Easter egg uh, when they're in the car. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, sorry, my bad. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. No, no, no. He's like, right. falling behind. Falling behind. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We have a little bit of a Dawson's Creek song. What, what I don't get, because I need to know. I'm not going to say that because my facts might be wrong. We've been watching Dawson's Creek, as I know you were recently. Yes. And the opening song for the first few seasons is not that song. It's not that song. I think for the first season. Just the first season, is yeah, it? Yeah, I think by season two or maybe halfway through season two. Yeah, I think it was something weird like halfway through. Can I remember it being yeah. like, huh? But this is 98, so this must have been just as they turned over to that new, must be. new song. So cutting edge. Mm. But it still meant something. I remember seeing it in the cinemas and everyone was like, oh. I don't want to 
Oh, and you expected him to be like, I hate that song. Mm. He doesn't. He no. just turns it off. Which is good. So they're having a chat in Dartwood and Pace is pretending that his girlfriend died. Oh, my God. <laughs> From a syndrome, he says. Oh, my God. <laughs> guys are real fucking dicks in the late 90s. I don't know yeah. if guys still do stuff like this, but this is. I think so. They really? They still rape women. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, have you heard the news lately? True. I mean. Yeah, all right. It's <laughs> true, though. No, I'm, not con- <laughs> I'm not contesting if rape still happens in a while. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm sure, and I'm sure some guys are still this dickish. If but- this was another franchise, he would have been hooked in the dick. He would have been hailed <laughs> in a forklift. Because he's way more aggressive than creepy. It's just because yeah. he's more handsome yeah. and age appropriate. Yeah, he's, he's been a real dick, which makes it hard to like Pacey, which is a shame because I like Pacey. I know, I like Pacey. Yeah, I like Pacey too. <laughs> but you know, this is a turn for him acting wise. Yeah. Because he's been the nice boy. The bad, well, he's the bad boy nice boy in Dawson's Creek. To be fair. Oh, but he's the charming he's, nice he's boy. He's a player in Dawson's He's a player. Sleeps yeah, sex for us. Sleeps with the teacher in the first fucking season. Mm-hmm. So she punches him in the face <laughs> and then he calls her a bitch. And that for me is a turning point. It's like, yeah. all right, you're oh, a yeah, terrible, you're nightmarish yeah. asshole yeah. chat up. But then mm-hmm. when you call her a bitch for punching you in the face, it's like, come on. Yeah. But then he kind of laughs it off. He's like, I'm just going to piss. Yeah. It's a fucking weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then the killer's there, so he gets strung up to a tree, and she drives away in fear and then hangs him as she's drunk. Yeah, that was away. pretty good. You get pretty cool set up. Feet yeah. On top of the- yeah, it was so good. So successfully it's creating the urban legend. Mm-hmm. And then nobody believes her. Again, nobody, nobody believes the woman. Yeah. Well, she goes to get a cop that Hal hates. That Hal hates. <laughs> that Hal hates. That I love. Yeah, and she uh, takes it to the site of the murder. But again, it's not just, it's like just a character. It's just like, well, there's nothing here, so nothing must have happened. When she finds yeah, a beer can. The, Fucking the, come on. Yeah, but whatever. The, the dean or whomever... He, he doesn't believe anything either. I know, but I could believe maybe one of them. But this cop seems, again, earnest, like she wants to do good. Uh, one of your people just got murdered, yeah. like for sure, from your college. So maybe believe someone when they say something bad just yeah. happened. Or at least investigate it and don't just go, oh, there's nothing here now. Well, she saw the beer can and was like, you were just drinking your little... Yeah. It's floozy. floozy. So they, but they said, hey, the first girls murdered were, was just picked up. You know, that mm. gas attendant. Chucky. Yeah. Poor Chucky. That's right, yeah. So final girl tells her cool group and in their friend style sofa setup, they kind of, they say, oh, Pacey's a prankster. He probably went skiing. Yep. And he also said, look, he once convinced a freshman he was the middle Hanson brother just to get laid. <laughs> Which is maybe the best line in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So hang on. So we're meant to believe he went there. He's like, I'm going to go for a piss. He then faked with a mannequin his own hanging mm-hmm. so that she would then crash his car, I think. Yeah. And then mm. in the middle of the wood, dark woods, he crept off to go ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's real pranks to like... Oh, that is Joker-esque. <laughs> uh, and then Lex points out that everything that's happened so far is an urban legend. And they start to put together like, oh, we could title our movie that mm. maybe. Final Girl rings up the snow place that he likes to go to. I don't even understand really. There's a resort, the only place he skis apparently. Do you think the other option for this title for this film was contemporary folklore? Because that's what Robert Englund says in his class. Is it really? <laughs> what should we call that? Uh, where is this going to be based? Pendleton University. <laughs> that, that you can go skiing, like, just very close by. Whatever. Oh, wait. It does say. I remember reading it uh, in... Oh, uh, where did I lose it? Oh, I had it before. Keep talking. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to find it in a sec. Um, New Hampshire. Listeners. New Hampshire. Yeah. Do they have skiing in New Hampshire? I don't know. 
Maybe they do. I don't know. If you're from New Hampshire, please let us know how you enjoy your conditions. So they confirm at this snow resort that, yeah, we had a blonde dude check in. <laughs> Probably him. And then they're trying to give her more information. She just hangs up. Yeah, exactly. You leave a message, but we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. She looks, she's got like the look of a final girl. She's got a good, strong face. Yeah, she was lies. good. Uh huh. I don't like her acting. Like, I find I her like really it. weak in terms of like, she's just, and as a character, they don't really let her do anything until the last scene. Like, she doesn't put up really a fight. She's mostly observing things. Yeah. She doesn't have, like, I don't feel a good, you need like a good physical connection between the killer and the final girl. And she's pretty much just like crying most of the movie. Yeah, there were a lot of times when I was... A little too weepy. Yeah. Yeah, and just sort of the dialogue for a lot of the female characters was, I don't know, just when they were like, oh, did Paul look at me? That whole bit. And I was like, it just... Mm -hmm. It just felt very lazy and kind of like not knowing how to write female character. I think that goes Mm -hmm. both ways. Like, Mm -hmm. Pacey's Pacey's literally just wants to sleep with every woman because that's what guys are like. Mm -hmm. And Lex just wants to be a joker and be a Mm, bit of a party dick. You know, like, I think everyone's just painted very broadly. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. would be fine, but I just think she's not very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, she looks, she feels like she should be, but then when you actually think what she's doing in each scene, it's like she's not really doing anything and she's pretty much just pretty insipid a lot of it. Do you... Enjoy Jennifer Love Hewitt's acting more in the first I Know What You Did Last Summer or this? Uh, I mean, as Alicia a Witt. former Jennifer Love Hewitt lover. Uh, yeah, obviously. But I think, no, but I just think Jennifer, she really gives more. And I think her character's written better. Like, she has a lot more right. to do. Like, she yeah, has yeah. a battle to go through of attrition. Yeah. Whereas this girl doesn't. She just yeah. kind of, like, watches stuff happen. No one believes her. No one believes her. No one believes her. She shoots someone. Do you think if they. Maybe brought up, and we'll get to it. So this is kind of a tiny little bit of spoiler. Let's skip into the end. The fact that she has this guilt because of the guy that mm-hmm. they accidentally—that is her battle, though. Do you right? Think if they brought that in earlier, and could Maybe. play with that a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more included in her mm-hmm. journey because yeah. we're left out of it for that twist. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I think you feel disconnected. I felt anyway from the lead character because you're not with her on how she's dealing with things. Yeah, you just see her dealing with things. Yeah, interesting. Great, let's uh, rewrite this, guys. Reboot. <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> so she heads to the library to learn about them urban legends in that old encyclopedia, flicks through the book with mm. Tara Reed, who's there looking yeah. at the Kama Sutra. Surely there must be a book on urban legends. Ah, oh, there's the encyclopedia <laughs> of urban legends. <laughs> or as the UL. The UL. <laughs> My favorite UL. We briefly see the aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light urban legend, just to let you know that's going to happen later. And then they see the gang high beam initiation. So we're getting all the bits we need for the future scenes, essentially. Yeah. And the Kama Sutra. Yes. From Tari. I do like what I'm looking at the gang high beam initiation page. We can hear car sound effects in case you don't know what a car sounds like. <laughs> I shouldn't notice. So Daniel Harris, she's on some goth chat room looking for someone to hook up with. I'm learning here that spelling U-R as in just the letter U capital space capital R was already around by 1998. Yeah, I didn't know that. I use it all the time, and I feel like every time I use it, Al reads it and hates me. That's why you do it. You are? Just you are, but not capital. You wrote me some text the other day, which is like, you just send it to annoy me. Like, I don't see any (laughs) other reason why you say it. And you sent some stuff, I was like, I don't even understand what words you're saying. (laughs) Translate, please. (laughs) (laughs) The killer begins to, uh, sorry, the killer's in the room. We've got a nice little twist. 
of like she's like where which room are you in and he's like your room yeah. after she goes to fix her lipstick mm-hmm. the dorm toilet while wearing no pants just on underwear <laughs> killer begins to kill her and then final girl comes back into her room but doesn't turn the light on she doesn't want to see her friend having doggy sex anymore no thank you <laughs> or catty sex or anything but she just keeps the light off gets into bed puts her headphones in listens to her insipid nice girl music on her disc man while the murderer is killing her uh, roommate in the same room love mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. Strangling. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool scene. Mm-hmm. Did not kill like three. Goss, go. No, all of the kills so far have been great. <laughs> she wakes up to see that aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light painted on the wall in her friend's blood? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's not much that would be creepier than that. Like, just knowing you were. And they still don't believe her. No. No. Yeah, it was suicide. <laughs> she would have to have, like, cut herself, start bleeding, write it on a wall, make sure her friend's still asleep. Like, it's fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. And she'll be traumatized for life. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that that's one other thing is that like the realness of the effect of having all your friends die or mm. maybe die. Mm. I feel like isn't like hitting her enough. Like, no. There's too many jokes after those moments. Yeah. There's too many like happy moments after the those yeah. moments. I don't feel like it's real enough. Well, yeah, it's never, only like, in that way. Yeah. It's just like yeah, like you're saying then. Surface. And then she's like jokes about stuff and then it like comes back and then it's like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. as you look at Nev Campbell, it's like you believe she's going through something. Yeah. And gentle even you believe she's going like when she's shouting out yeah. into the street of like fucking come and get me. There's like, you know, a battle. What are mm-hmm. you waiting yeah. for? Yeah, that's very true. Spinning spinning. <laughs> Appropriately, there's some flash cuts in this movie too. They use much better than last week. <laughs> Oh boy. And and some bitchy extra somehow gets a throwaway line as they're wheeling out her friend's body. Yeah. Better check her pulse. <laughs> She's looked like that for years. So <laughs> mean. Awful. Awful. Awful and unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weird to write that in. Like, yeah. not even, that's not even a character. It's just some <laughs> I extra. Know. I know. It was so mean. I bet they still watch. I, I want to check show how they're kids, doing. Uh... There I am. Yeah. I had sure. lived that. <laughs> That would be great if you're an well, extra she gets paid and you just have, like, you have like a fucking killer line like that loaded in your pocket and it gets like the last take line. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Karen. <laughs> yeah, they say there are no signs of foul play here. So, just, like, so stupid. Jared Leto tries to interview Final Girl. He's found out that she was friends with Michelle Man- uh, Mancini at the previous high school. She clings to a pillar in grief. <laughs> yeah that was a little funny that was a little funny sorry to uh interrupt here but the bitchy girl Mm. as she was credited has gone on to do a bunch of stuff what and uh how did you find her so quick is she called bitchy girl she's called bitchy girl (laughs) there she is angela vint and she is actually in the ham handmaid's tale she was seven episodes of the handmaid's tale she's in black mirror She's in Lars and the Real Girl, so she does wow. one killer line. And she doesn't even have an IMDb p- picture. Nope. Black Mirror too. Wow, Let's upload a picture amazing. of her from yeah, the scene. Yeah, she has been in, um, been in a lot of stuff. And she's Urban Legend. Who doesn't girl? put a picture on her IMDb? I don't understand these people. Wait, let me look at her pro account. Anyway, I'm going to keep playing for you guys because we're up against the clock. Do it, do it, do it. What's going on? Yeah, she explains everything to Jared Leto. We get a little bit postmodern for a second. This is the only time, really, other than we're doing the urban legend thing, where he says the idea of an urban legend killer, it's a stretch. Um, that's the only scream kind of moment that we get. 
Thanks, guys. You're both like just reading other stuff now. No one's listening to me. We're intrigued by the bitch. It's the eve of the 25th anniversary of the Stanley Hall Massacre. It's all coming together. Mm. They go Love to an anniversary of these films. He goes, oh, I know where we can find out if this massacre really happened. No one's bothered checking in 25 years when there are just some books lying on a random shelf on the second floor of this building. Yeah. Oh, wait, that book's not there anymore. But spooky janitor skulking around who tells them, he literally says, like, talk to Wexler. Talk to Wexler. And then runs. Yeah. <laughs> he just pelts it out of the scene. He does. So they break into his office, Wexler's office, because why wouldn't you? Why Presumably he has yeah. proof in his office mm. of something that happened 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But he does have the parka in his office that the killer is using. And a secret room and an axe. Yep. And a and- red and black garter. Yep. And apparently a Freddy puppet. Apparently. I couldn't see it. I did see a puppet. Mm. But yeah, maybe it was Freddy. So they get found out by Wexler and then they decide to tell the head dean of the school that they think the professor is the killer. He, of course, denies it. The dean has his back. And then he somehow deflects the whole conversation yeah. to the final girl and says, look, we know that you, I looked into your records and I know that you were arrested for reckless endangerment. And on feel probation. He, he, he would just know. Basically threatening her. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how you got in here, but I know you're on probation. Yep. And then Jared Leto goes, huh? Then he what? gets fired. Yeah, he gets fired. You fire. can't fire me. This is a school newspaper. The editor already has. <laughs> Time for a swim. You won't silence me, man. <laughs> he didn't have the internet to back him up. You would have to go to a chat room and just tell people in there. Uh, time for a swim with, with our curly girlfriend. Um, a storm is coming. The, radio, the TV saying grab a slicker. So we're expecting a scene with lots of slickers, right? Mm. <laughs> no. no. Um, final girl watching from the top window like the graduate. Down, yeah. on the, down on this pool seeing her friend swimming. And then a person in a slicker approaching incomprehensibly sinister reaches inside to grab something and then no it's just taking off this liquor and it's just some girl in a swimsuit and she has like boots on it's like you would <laughs> change in the sense. locker room and then walk out either with the towel <laughs> or just in your swimsuit yep. as final girl breaks the glass she's like slamming on it and throws a chair <laughs> <laughs> so she now gives up the full story to curly haired friend she went to high school with michelle and we get a terribly i don't like this flashback it looks really stupid but about them driving in Final Girl's car, but Michelle Man- uh, Mancini was driving, turned her headlights off to play a joke. Car flashed them. So she did the U-turn, chased them, flashing her high beams. It was all funny. And it is all funny until somebody dies. Yeah. Think about that. Anytime you're having fun, guys. Yeah. It's always fun until somebody Car dies. rolled. He was killed. Yeah. Sad. Crashed this guy. I mean, genuinely, just, again, they're terrible people. <laughs> like, she was yeah. like, and I was laughing too until he died. <laughs> And then what did she say? She was like, we got off lightly. Is that what she said? We got off lightly? Yeah. You both just got probation or something? But I don't think you would. Yeah. It'd be manslaughter. It's manslaughter. Yeah. yeah. It's not- at, least, at least a driver. But at least it has somewhat of a backstory, yeah. you know? And it does no, have, It's, you no, know, no, it's gives her reason, a lot of reason, yeah. And she hasn't spoken to Mancini since. No. Yeah. Two years. And- we have a sort of, okay, maybe it's going to be a, I know what you did last summer sort of thing. And it's actually going to be this guy has come back to life mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what they're trying to say. Like a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you yeah, at the time thinking that and being like, oh, cool. I'm cool with that because I don't like it. Always being, oh, it's just some kid in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was happier thinking, oh, maybe there's going to be someone who's got a real reason. You know? Yeah, a purpose. And we do know, as she's telling her curly head friend, she says, oh God, how awful for everyone. Yeah. 
and she looks at camera and winks a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So at this point, I think I'd already remembered, but I thought the relationship between the killer and the guy was different to what will later be revealed. Mother mm. and child. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Curly-haired girl convinces final girl, you know what? Don't worry about that stuff. Let's go to the party. As That's right. Yeah. And it's another example of what you were saying, Christine, of those moments when it's like- the stakes and the really tension's happened. really high, then it just drops. And it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, cool. It'll all be good. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> they always have to get them to a fucking party. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Jared Leto finds a clipping while cleaning out his uh, his desk. <laughs> like a proper, like, you know, reporter. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, was that planted there? Yeah, yeah by the janitor. The janitor, right? So the janitor okay. was right there. Yeah. You didn't okay. see him, like, oh, did you get it? Did you get yeah, it? Yeah, no, oh, I just got it. to make sure. Right? That was for me, right? pristine paper from 25 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just want to make sure because it just seemed, like, so obvious that it felt weird. No, you know what I mean? yeah, like, no, it did feel really weird. The janitor is just stupidly played in this. Like, not the actor, but just the way they, they direct him. Now we get a really weird scene where the headmaster of the school gets got, which I just don't see the point. We'll get to it at the end, but yeah. I don't see why any of these people really need to die. Yeah, I agree. This is cool for this one felt the most cartoony of the deaths to yeah. me. Christina felt the pain. And I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> this one. Well, I have a sensitivity to the Achilles heel. I'm always worried. Right. It's we're worried. It's going to get slashed. Like Hercules. Yes. And then the tire um, thing. Like oh, I'm, I'm always so scared of that tire thing. <laughs> I don't oh know. What do you mean, Hercules? I don't get it. <laughs> Same words. It was horrible. Like Achilles, Hercules, ankle. <laughs> Sorry. You know what the Achilles heel is, right? I do know what oh. it is. Exactly. Uh, it belongs to Hercules. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? No. no. It was the Theseus's Achilles heel. Yeah. No, it's me. I was being stupid. Did you notice on the on the, so when the car starts rolling towards the crippled uh, Dean? On the number plate, on the license plate cover, it said, don't tread on me. Yeah, it did. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this one felt a bit cartoony. I think also maybe because the (sighs) Dean character was a bit cartoony all the way through. Like, he was just a bit over the top. Yeah. He reminded me sort of a little bit of the um, executive in Chucky 2, I think. Oh, yeah. That gets killed early on. Let's watch that. <laughs> um, should mention, sorry, I don't know if we mentioned properly, but the clippings have its Wexler was a sole survivor of the massacre for yes, 25 years. Right. That's the important thing. So we're really red flagging him at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Dean's dead. Don't know why, whatever. Uh, but not before apparently he tells the school cop, do not contact the police, <laughs> parents, or anyone else without my permission. And he's already wrong the police to say, you're going to get some prank calls tonight. So don't believe that. That's crazy. He's crazy. And then they he kill him crazy. so he can't retract anything. I mean, he should be killed after doing that. That's <laughs> stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Can you imagine? What if someone, like, yeah, got abused? That's that fucked night? up. That's <laughs> so fucked up. There's a big party up. going on. Someone's fucking yeah, roofing just that somebody. Night of the, just that night of the year, Al. <laughs> just got to hit the purge. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the party. The music has actual screams from real murders in it, which some nerd is enjoying to a sexual degree. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated him. Like, I hated him so he much. He was gross. But, like, I hated him because he was supposed to be hated, and I really did hate him. I hate him because he was, like, representing nerds in this film. I was like, this is not acceptable. Oh, he didn't represent a nerd. Good. I'm glad. Jared Leto comes to tell her about Wexler, and they think that it's him who's doing the murders. Then, yeah, but they tried to police, well, apparently tried to police off camera. It didn't work. Curly-haired girl then walks in on Jared, getting kissy-kissy with final girl, and is quite rightfully pissed. Yep, she had been wanting to put the moves on him. (laughs) All movie. (laughs) Yep. And weepy final girl gets the kiss. What you gotta do is pout. Future Joker. 
So then the cop finds that Wexler's, I say cop, finds that Wexler's office has been ransacked. The axe is gone. Don't worry, the guard is still there. And then she steps backwards into blood that she would have just walked over. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. Always fucking happens in horror films. They don't walk through a pool of blood that you would see the split second you open the door and then they step backwards and slip on it. It's like, you just had to walk through Classic. that. It's called a horror film. <laughs> a 90s slasher film. What do you expect? H2O is what I expect. Jared tries to break up the party. Tara's pissed with her boyfriend because he's been a dick and doesn't just mock Jared in front of all of all of their guests. Yeah. There's a, in a big kind of monologue thing there that I thought was funny. It was weird. And there's a great guy behind him in like bandages who's eyeing him up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. weird. When he does that monologue, he's sort of acting there as kind of like he's, it's like he, he spent a bunch of acting classes working on that particular bit. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was like he played it more, like he was a bit more drugged up than drunk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was yeah, kind of yeah. that kind of weird quirky style that definitely felt like yeah that was his audition scene yeah for sure so yeah tara goes to the radio station and then the phone rings at this party her boyfriend jared picks up the phone and a male voice says you're gonna die tonight and then the call id says it's from pacey mm-hmm. and it's a guy's voice and i was like are we doing scream now yeah that's not where this movie has been it's really weird and then he has a proper conversation with the killer who says he's basically they're doing the urban legend of the dog that's microwaved and then he goes to find his dog and it's all... Well, he said, oh, he said that, oh, this is the urban, the scream urgent, urban legend, yeah. basically. Yeah, but like... Whoa. So we're, hey, and we're, then it went, and he was like, no, you're it's, wrong, it's a dog one. It's we're assuming be- she's got Pacey, the killer's got Pacey's yeah, phone. Yeah, Pacey's phone. And, and, and he's calling a voice changer. Yeah. Modulation. So getting, yeah, but we're getting a full scream territory, which yeah. nothing else in this movie is like that. Like, the killer's not talking at any other point. They're not ringing people up and antagonizing mm. them. Just believe. He should have just found his dog in the microwave. Like just believe. You like scary movies? It's very weird. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like, okay, we're watching a cut scene from a Scream sequel or something. Yep. The university cop brings the real police, but they tell her they're busy, so she hangs <laughs> up. I mean, uh, <laughs> why? And she's that the fucking happen? university cop. Like, she would have, yeah. like, a direct line for that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we're busy. A <laughs> uh, cool shot at the radio station as the killer takes out Tara Reed's producer behind her. It's fucking mm-hmm. cool. She's like on the radio and then the light starts flashing and then you see the killer like taking him out and then it all gets dark behind her. Yeah, that's great. That was maybe my favorite shot in the movie. Kill six, radio season. Oh, wait, did you do Lex Luthor's death? No. We got up to that? You skipped that. No, I I skipped that. He he dies with the dog. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yep. So that's cool. That was brutal. That was pretty brutal. Rocks and Drano. Yeah. 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 Which I feel would be a long, torturous death, actually, not an immediate one, but still. Who knows? Try it. We'll find out. All right. <laughs> if you, you keep writing text to me like you do, then I might. The only release that I have. <laughs> Kids, don't eat Pop Rocks and drink Drano, for the love yeah. of fucking God. But do you eat Pop Rocks and drink soda? Yep, it's fine. The party's listening to a show, but here's where you get the payoff for them listening to Real Murders earlier. Because now Tara Reed apparently not only has a mic for a radio show, but she has a head mic. So wherever she runs to, she can, what's the word? Um, transmit. Broadcast. Yeah, yeah, broadcast the, the show. As she's running from the killer. Yeah. A nerd scream fan from before is just like really getting off on this and now at the park. God. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool scene. It's long it contracted. Great. I remembered it being closer to the one in Scream 2. Is it Scream 2? You know, with the, the, the sound booths. Uh, yeah. With, um, that is Scream 2. Yeah. With, with Dewey and, and fuck, I've forgotten her name. Gail. Gail. Mm-hmm. Weathers. Yeah. I thought that it was that scene like that. was cool. Yeah. It's not quite as cool as that scene. I like how um, Reese was switching channels 
while she was, you know, driving in the cop car and heard, heard her screaming. Yep. Yeah. Really useful character. <laughs> so then the killer gets Tara Reed. Yeah. And then waves at the final girl. Yep. Yeah. Which I like. No blood on the axe, though. No, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. When she chops her. They forgot. Yeah. They were like, it's far away. No one will notice. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so then she runs into Jared Leto and then Curly Head Girl and the three of them together. The cop finds Tara's body. The main three head on out in this beautiful blue wagoneer. Yeah. I kept thinking, I wish Katie was watching this. She would love that way. Have you checked the back of Katie's Wagoneer? Constantly. And you don't have to do what they're about to do, which is open the boot. As you can see right behind you, because there's a Wagoneer right there. There's windows all around. The back bit has yeah. a huge window. You just It had in. a cover over it, though. Oh, did it? Oh, uh, yeah. She pulled it back. Oh, she pulled a cover? Yeah. Okay, my bad. So they pull over at a gas station to see if the phones work. And Jordan, Jared says, uh, Jordan Catalano says, I'll be right back. <laughs> I did think it was him at this point. You did? You did mm-hmm. still think it was him? Interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, well, that's what they're doing a good job, I think, of pulling you in lots of different directions. Mm. The girls can smell something in the car. Mm. You smell um, that? So they decide, you know what? Let's hug about boys. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, I'm sorry I made out with you. No, I'm sorry. Oh, you're just. Yeah, oh, that baby yeah, was, that was so oh, What the fuck weird. is happening? Yeah. You're on the run from murder. Yeah. Maybe with this guy. Like, oh, yeah. too many moments like that. Then they hear a yeah, phone too many ringing in the boot sure. of the car. They check it. Wexler, dead. Look oh, up, twisted oh god! Probably Bloody. Jordan Catalano, who's in the gas station, just looking really just gormless. <laughs> he just mm. sort of looks at him. Like, uh. Uh, he sees them running away, so he starts chasing them. They decide, you know what? Let's run back to campus because that's where the murders were happening. Yeah, yes. We've done a lot to get away from there. Yeah. So let's return. But they get split up. We have a tall sort of raptor reed scene as they get separated. Mm. Brenda screams. We think maybe she's gone. Yeah, but we know she's not. We didn't see it. Uh, final girl gets to the road stops the car of course who else could it be but one of the cars that they've already paid for so it's the janitor who, uh, who's the <laughs> coming down the road <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous uh, but he's got a parker in his car too panic and then she tries to escape and he says the door won't open from the inside yeah sounds like a death trap <laughs> yeah <laughs> which car can the doors not open from the inside old cars which car old ones that get Sometimes they just break like that. Oh, so you're saying it's not by design, it's just by... No! Okay. <laughs> I mean, because he says it in a way like, idiot, doors don't open from the inside. <laughs> uh, and then they pass the Wagoneer. Its lights are off. The janitor flashes it. It turns and chases. We get the beginnings of another urban legend and recreating the death that she did yep. with her friend. Yep. And then we get to see one eye from the killer as they drive. And it looks really <laughs> silly. Oh, that looks so silly. <laughs> I don't know why that was necessary. And that's on the poster. What? There's like one. Yeah. Look, oh my god! All over your laptop. Look at uh, the poster. The eye. Oh, there is an eye. That's a weird choice. Uh, weird choice. I kind of like the cracked glass thing. So, final girl. Here's Brenda. Uh, sorry, what's going on? Yeah, the car's driven off the road. College cop, by the way. She's getting her gun and looks at a Foxy Brown poster on her wall for inspiration. And then final girl hears Brenda screaming from the closed off building of the massacre because she's escaped and managed to get to the back to college or something. Now she goes exploring this. This is where it turns into a whole sort of different film. It's a fun house film. There are just bodies popping out <laughs> from everywhere. There's been a lot of sort of like decorating going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she finds Brenda on a bed. And this is what Christina says. Oh my God, it's her. Mm-hmm. You, and knew. you were right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then she gets up, smacks her final girl unconscious, and now we have to enter what you do in all these 90s slash films, which is the last part of the movie 
when you have to deal with the real person, why they did it. And for me, yeah. always disappointing because I'm like, I like the twists. And then it's like, I don't need to see Stewie. I don't need to see the mother mm-hmm. for ages ranting like a maniac. I liked it, though. I thought, I thought she did a really good job at it. Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I love it. It's like so it? over the top. I hate it. I hate it. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm a bit nutty. It's like, this isn't how people who are unhinged actually talk. Mm. And it makes them immediately not scary. It just makes them like Bugs Bunny. Like, now you're just a cartoon character. And... It's like she has a legitimate reason. So, yeah, it turns out she was the, the fiance of the guy that he ran off the road. Mm-hmm. Le- legitimate reason. Makes no sense why she killed anybody else other than <laughs> she has the line of it's been fun fucking with your head. But she didn't fuck with Michelle's head and Michelle's the one who actually did it. Yeah. She mm-hmm. killed Michelle immediately and then just toyed with our final girl for ages for no real reason. Yeah. But fine. Just go with it. We need a horror film. She has a real reason for doing what she's doing. She should be scary then at the end. Like she should be like like emotionally fucking unhinged instead she's just this cute cartoon character of like literally saying i'm nutty therapy didn't work for me and it's like oh it drives me it's like and it's the same thing they do at the end of scream only here she does it even more of just like and the mother yeah in scream too where it's like i'm gonna go so over the top yeah and it's like that's not i don't know for me it's really bad acting do you think that was um a sort of stylistic thing of the time yeah i do mm. absolutely and i hated it at the time yeah. 20 years ago, I hated it and I still hate it now. Yeah. Because it's just like, okay, well, then it's just like a stupid, goofy cartoon, like 20 minutes at the end of each of these movies. Yeah. When it's meant to be a horror film. This isn't a horror film anymore. Because I feel like if something like that was made now, the tone would be vastly different. Yeah. It'd be definitely more sort of well, much darker. I mean, I guess the closest without spoilers for people is you look at the end of Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. And when you get the final reveal in that, it's still kind of comic booky and cartoony and cutie in terms of like, you know, it's not real. It's very hyper yeah, yeah. reality. But they have, like, it's a shorter, which I think helps. I don't know. I'm not going to say that girl in Happy Death Day is great. I think we still have that problem sometimes. Although, oh, God, I forgot her name. Yeah, spoilers again for Scream 4, the reveal of um, Culkin and... Uh, mm-hmm. um, they play it down a little bit. Roberts is, yeah, a bit more played down. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. I think you can still do they're, this. They were really just great tone it down a bit and make it sinister yeah. rather than goofy. Emma Roberts, that's who I was trying to think of. Karen mm, Colby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like she's really, really good. cool. That's right. I like yeah. her That feels a little bit infuriatingly. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is, oh, fucking kids. You know? Yeah, yeah. Rather than just, well, man, that's how I feel. Yeah, so she says she's going to do the kidney heist and the final girl, but she doesn't do anything from the urban legend. She explains the urban legend. The only bit she's going to do is I'm going to cut your kidneys out. Yeah. I don't think that's an urban legend. That's just butchering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but meanwhile, College Cop is on the way. Didn't do anything. Yeah, so she's just going to cut out her kidney, which I'm like, oh, you're kind of cheating. That's not. Where's the ice bath? The, she should be unconscious. Lucy or whatever it was meant yeah. to be, all that stuff. Meanwhile, college cop is on the way. Cop force comes in. They have a little tussle. She shoots the cop. Yep. Christina gasps. Christina is heartbroken. She's crying. We can just do Christina's reactions because we know how she was because <laughs> yeah. we were with her. Then we learn that she's intending, this killer is intending to still get Jared Leto. So she's doing all these murders for her ex, which I like. I like this mm. motive. But then she also wants a new boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel kind of pisses over the entire reason of why she's doing all this stuff. Yep. I agree. <laughs> it does. I didn't even think of that until you say it just there. That is true. That's very weird. But then she, luckily she does give up on that pretty, pretty easily. Because then um, she's like, Jared Leto comes in. He challenges her and pretends that he's on her side. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you're cute. Not that cute. She's not going to um, fall for that trick. I love how they mess up her hair so much to make it look crazy. It's like, yeah. oh, she's got curly hair. Perfect. We can make it look like 
curly crazy. Yeah. She'll make it look unhinged. <laughs> and then she's like, it's like, who do I kill first? Eeny, meeny, miny. Gunshot from cop force. Not dead. As she says the words, mo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid more of a reason why I hate this fucking character. <laughs> Final girl finally does something. Because she's done nothing. Let's just be clear. She's done absolutely nothing so far no. other than run and yep. look sad. She's never taken any initiative in anything. No. She shoots Brenda, his curly-haired girl, who I yeah. now know is called Brenda in this last scene, finally. Mm. Falls to her presumed death. The cop, somehow not dead, just making jokes, lying on the floor, bleeding out. Yeah. And then they leave her and go, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, that bit, like that cut to them suddenly being in the car, <laughs> directionless. Where are they even going at that Where point? Where are they going? And they're just like, the cop will survive and she'll be fine. Where are they going? You're not allowed to leave. Yeah, you're not allowed to leave. There are the all these people that have been crimes. dead. Are they back in the Wagoneer? Yeah. With Wexler's body still in the back? Presumably. And then they're discussing how in a cute way, oh, this story will be an urban legend, only you'll be a guy and I'll yeah. be in a mental institute and blah, blah. And then Jared says, wait, if this is an urban legend, at what point do we get to the twist? And then Brenda rises up out of backseat and attacks. I just want to point, that's not a twist. Yeah. <laughs> the twist has already happened. The twist was that it was Brenda mm-hmm. and how that tied into the character's story. That's the twist. You had that. Her still being alive isn't a twist. Yeah, this little bit here seemed like it had been tacked on. 100%. After the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I like, they must have had something else here because this is really jarring. They crash the car on a bridge. Brenda falls into the water below and just floats off. Floats off. <laughs> Very strange. Now we cut to some new group telling the story, the urban legend uh, of what we just saw mm. in a college that looks alarmingly like the same set, but I think it's meant to be somewhere else. Yeah. If you get them fancy flash clothes. It feels like we're in a different decade. Yeah, I think that's what it feels like. They're trying to make it look like there's a big time leap. Which there can't be because Brenda's in the group and we're left with the last scene of like, no one believes this guy's urban legend. And then she goes, I do, but let me tell you the real story. Yeah. And then poses in a really stupid way. Like, well, if she's meant to still be at this college, I appreciate some people go to colleges 10 years later, whatever, mm. but she's definitely meant to still be in their age bracket. Yeah. Then this has to be the same era and it's very strange because they look like they're from a different universe. And that's the end. That's the end. We did it. Urban legend. So just a couple of little quick facts. Screenwriter Silvio Horta is in the scene uh, where they do the urban legend chat. He's one of the college students sitting in the back. Rebecca Gayhart got sick after eating all of those pop rocks. Oh my God. Poor thing. That sucks. Brenda's blue ribbon around her neck at the end of the film is a nod to another urban legend about a girl whose head falls off if she removes the ribbon around her neck. Oh, I like that. In an earlier draft of the script, Reese... Which one's Reese? It's the cop you don't like. (laughs) She was a lesbian, but that got (laughs) cut out because not progressive times. Professor Wexler was meant to be bipolar in an earlier draft as well. That got cut out. I wonder if that maybe was his alarm to take his meds. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Daniel Harris was a smoker at the time of shooting and she was thrilled to be allowed to smoke on set. She quickly, though, realized that shooting scenes while smoking means that you have to keep smoking all day long. So she became sick of it and then quit smoking after this movie. The Latin motto of the university, which is seen a couple of times in the movie, translates to the best friend did it. I love that. And yeah, well, okay, sad bit of info now. But we do have to mention that Rebecca Gayhart's character in the film commits the murders to avenge the death of a fiancé uh, from the car crash. And in real life, in 2001, a few years after this, she pleaded no contest when she was charged with vehicular manslaughter from striking and killing a nine-year-old boy with her car. And she was given three years probation. 
Whoa, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, that is insane. Uh, I read up about it as well. Like, I don't want to get into it because I don't feel we should voice that kind of judgment mm-hmm. on here. But it does have to be mentioned. And if people want to read up about it, they can. It's definitely, it's very public and it's a little complicated what happened. Um, how you feel about her afterwards is up to you. But we had to at least mention it. So, Alex. Hi. Let's give our, our thoughts um, on this movie, The Urban Legend. How do you feel about it, buddy? I really enjoyed this film. I got very excited when I saw Brad Dourif at the beginning and also Robert Englund. But there's a lot I like about this film. I don't think, personally, I don't feel that it is quality-wise as good as Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think it's on par with some of the sequels to Scream. But I think, you know, with we spoke about it before, Kevin Williamson's writing, whether you like it or not, just has a real kind of energy and punch to it that is really engaging and sort of fits well in in the slasher genre i think because you get characters that you really like and enjoy and then you sort of throw the sort of slasher environment into it and and it's it's a nice kind of sandbox to play with this i feel has like some really strong ideas I, i love the central premise of of it being about urban legends and a serial killer following those through and 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 doing that the characters aren't necessarily as likable, but I still enjoyed them. I enjoyed the performances, even though some of them are a little bit over the top. Um, I think narratively it gets a little bit lost and a little bit messy. And that ending we spoke about is just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like It doesn't make any sense. And it kind of, there's a few kind of moments like that. And also what we're talking about with the final goal and that sort of no sense of guilt from her past actions like not not seeing enough of her journey and and her kind of turmoil and how she deals and reacts to that to really elevate this into a higher bracket of film i think it, it's it's not I, I said before some of it's lazy but i think that's a bit too harsh i, I think it's just a, a broad like you said um some of the cases sort of brush strokes of the characters and, and how it moves the story along but at the same time it, it I, I enjoyed it. It's like a, yeah, I, it's, it's a, f- a fun film to, to get through. I think it really, I definitely think it's one of the stronger films from this sort of 90 slashes genre. Yeah. The premise is really strong, like I said. So yeah, I would recommend it. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's a must see for that genre of films. Uh, and you've, see, you've seen next week's film, haven't you? So you remember it vaguely, but not. Yeah. I think I'm going to have a similar experience where it's going to just sort of I'm surprised you've seen it, it to be honest, because one of not many people did see the sequel. So, but yeah, and it's got to to look back and see the the cast in this film and sort of where they've all gone. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, great sort of serviceable film. Really yeah, good. yeah. I think I, I, this is a weird one for me because I don't think I've ever seen a slasher film like this where I feel the same way every single time that I watch this movie. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a slash film where I just feel the same way every single time I watch this film over 20 years now that I've mm. been seeing this film. Which is that, yeah, I really like the opening. I really like, like, it's got a good, solid structure to the whole thing. Yeah. Nice, simple premise behind it. Nice, decent twist. The directing's fine. The cinematography's fine. The music's pretty great. It's such a, you know, particularly if you're a child of the 90s and stuff, like seeing all of those all these actors is really fun. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the writing's not quite as good as Kevin Williamson. The kills, the pop rock one is kind of cool, I guess, but like the, the kills aren't really that exciting. I think the killer's design is actually, we haven't really talked about that, but I actually kind of like it. The axe is a little small. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool, simple. And it's been mirrored a lot since, like this Parker design. There's a 
pretty cool uh, slasher called ATM, which has the exact same design. And single I- eye hole? No, no single eye hole. Which is very appropriate because that's how I watch a lot of horror that films. That is true. <laughs> I think actually an ATM is how... I wonder if that would work watching that as a canon part of Urban Legend. But yeah, there's fight. It's all like, if you're not going to do the kills, and again, this is what we talk about this a lot, but why a lot of genre fans give 90s films shit is because of the kills. It's not really having fun with stuff. It's too much money, too corporate, too many TV actors, not enough kills. Like It's not the stuff that they liked, which was like slasher films used to be representing outsiders from society getting together, making films together, like, you know, independent mm-hmm. stuff. And I completely get all of that make things that are dangerous and edgy and, you know, alternative. And then they became mainstream and I get why people are annoyed with that. I'm fine with that um, being, a, you know, a lo- existing alongside the other stuff. But if you're not going to do the kills, it's got to be about the characters. And Scream has some good kills, but it also has great characters. And I know what he did last summer. What kind of kills are in that? Nothing crazy, really. The kills are okay, not great, really. Yeah, there's like... Just lots of hookings. A lot of hooking. There's yeah. a cool one where he kills... Um, the first kill where he kills uh, the guy mm. that sees them in the truck and he just like picks him up and drags him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There's like that's just some cool bad. images like that. But yeah, if, but again, I like the characters in that. In this, I like the characters enough. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Like it's, they're, they're fine. But the lead is a problem for me. Like she, she, between however she tackles it and the direction of it and just how it's written, she doesn't do enough. There's not enough of attrition. There needs to be a real battle. I need to feel like she went through hell. And I don't. I feel like she witnessed some tragedies and then yeah that's oh, that last stuff at the end with the killer it's just too way too over the top for me um and then that final scene which is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so yeah like i think i agree completely with you this is nowhere near for me the level of scream or i know what you did last summer but if you enjoy anything from scream 2 or i still know what you did last summer mm-hmm. then yeah this is more in that level you're not gonna have the connection to the characters like you do with scream 2 that's a benefit that that film has but i like it fine and I think it's a decent movie. And if you're into slashes, it's definitely, you know, worth watching. Yeah. Next week, however, I haven't been back to that movie for quite a, quite a while. I used to watch it quite a bit, but I don't remember that much of it, to be honest. Other than, yeah. Well, I'll say it in a second. Christina, give us your thoughts. So, I really, really loved this movie. I thought the acting was great. I thought it looked beautiful. I thought the storyline was perfect. And maybe it's because of what we just came off of, but this one (laughs) checked all the boxes. I enjoyed it so much. Um, And now I'm really excited to watch the next two. So are you hoping some of these people come back or do you want a new team? I want all the same people, but I doubt it's going to happen because of the way it ended. But it would be great to have all the same people. Okay, okay. I'm not going to let you know. We'll wait. Don't let me know. Don't let me know. All I will say is that fencing is involved in some way oh that's right. oh no that's right <laughs> it doesn't sound good but <laughs> i was really nervous about starting this uh new franchise is it a franchise or this new yeah. what a trilogy a whatever trilogy and now i'm really excited okay all right yeah. thank you very much christina yeah, so we will be back next Friday. Until then, please do head out to wearegeeks.com where you can branch out again to all of our social medias. You can follow us. We don't do patrons. We don't do banner ads. We're not going to try and sell you any lip balm. No, I t- but I tell you what, I recommend it. I like, do you like the stick or do you like the paste? Um, the I use both. At the same right time? Right now, I'm using a stick. You are? I'm a paste guy, for sure. Kind of like getting my finger and then mushing it around. Oh, I love when you use my finger and do that. Oh, yeah anyone's finger really will do yeah you can also check out our first feature film called starfish go to starfishmixtape.com 
where you can find out if it's playing anywhere near you at a theatre still or when it's coming out on those digitals and other formats potentially to find out how you can support us. We are a production company called We Are Tesla, run out of Tokyo, London and LA. We're going to be making lots of other fun stuff. We have some albums and shorts and other things in the future. So please do check us out. Please go back for all of our old podcasts. Feel free to email us. Shout abuse. I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias as well as on the Xbox. Alex is. You can find me um, on Instagram and Twitter at Alexander Chard. And Christina. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at underscore hi Christina. Excellent. So <laughs> we will be back next Friday to talk about Urban Legends. Is it plural? Final Cut? Urban Legends. Oh, yeah. Wait, I had it up a second ago. Oh, wait. That's what they all say. Uh -huh, <laughs> Doesn't it mean is. it's going to stay up, buddy. It is Urban Legends. Final Cut that gets plurally and gets the subheading. Wouldn't you just call it Urban Legends? I would. Yeah, Urban Legends. Oh, well, Final Cut. But it's not because there's another one the week afterwards called Bloody Mary, but we'll get to that. I can't look at the poster for that one. We're out. <laughs> Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.